0: Today on CityCast Madison. Several South Park businesses are on the rebound after a major fire destroyed their shared warehouse earlier this month. One of those business owners is local artist Erica Koivunen, owner of Acme Ironworks. You've probably seen her work around town. She built the huge metal tree on Willie Street and helped install those massive birds on Patterson, just to name a few. We checked in with Erica to see how she's picking up the pieces now. It's Tuesday, April 25th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Hi, Erica. Hi, Bianca. I'm incredibly sorry for your loss. And how are you doing? Um, ah, as long as I don't think about things too
1: hard, I'm okay. Wake up, I walk my dog. Mm. I don't know. My sister-in-law and I we uh we look at each other we're like, I'm fine. Yeah, you're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're <laughs> fine.
0: You start saying you're fine so much that it's like I'm telling I'm telling myself this and it will be true. Yeah, I'm I don't know how to, else to answer it like
1: I wake up and I'm like, fuck, I'm still here. Then friends call and text and they say, we're coming over and we're going to clean out
0: your garage,
1: which is what is happening today.
0: I do want to set the scene so folks know who you are. You're a metal worker, a welder, and some folks may already know your work. You know, I'm thinking of the huge birds on Patterson. Uh, I walk by them all the time and just admire the heck out of them. The tree on Willie Street. And there's many, many more um, uh, of your works uh, around around Madison. Can you just talk a little bit about what you work on and, you know, what the space was like before the fire? Oh, sure. Well, my husband and I got this shop
1: in uh, 2009. He was an ornamental iron worker and a fabricator. So his part was to kind of manipulate the materials, raw material, like, you know, like sheet and plate and uh, angle iron and stuff. Whereas what I do, did and will do was uh, I found uh, found objects and then looked at these found objects and uh, used their pre-existing shape and form and was like, ooh, this is a petal. And so I'm going to take a bunch of these and I'm going to make a flower. And so you can still kind of see the life they led prior to their their coming through my hands. And I'm like, "Now you're a bird. Now you're a flower. Now you're an eyeball. (laughs) Yes. So Madison Sourdough on Willie Street, if you go there, there's hearth flowers you know they were big thick coils and um I cut those up and I made that hearth flower and then I added the spoon spoon flowers fork flowers knife flowers and yeah
0: I love that it's they're beautiful and I have seen that one I go to Madison Sourdough on the pretty frequently so yeah and I'm pretty sure I saw some of your work just walking around my neighborhood I'm everywhere yes how did you find out about the fire so my
1: sister-in-law was in town and we were getting together. She was going to early vote. I had already early voted and then, oh, let's get some dinner. So we go to the barren and bottle, have some dinner. And we walk out at, you know, a little after seven and we hear this big crash of lightning. Like, so we're way over on the north side. We walk out and you can feel it in your heart. You're like, holy moly. I'm glad I wasn't near that. So she's like, hey, do you want to go to Jennifer's house? I was like, yeah, let's go over to Jennifer." So there we go. She's real nearby. Missy picks up her phone and she's like, So uh Rob, my husband's best friend, is like, hey Missy, uh, is Howie and Erica's shot burning? And I'm looking at her like, no, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> what is happening? No. And so then we look into it further, and Jennifer gets on her computer and like channel three is there and and there's fire coming out of the building. And it's like, yeah, that's 1804 South Park Street. And, you know, that's my that's a song I sing. 1804 South Park. <laughs> like, it's like, uh, what? And I'm in complete denial. No, it's not my shop. It's somebody else's shop. Because we break into that survival mode. You know, I don't not
0: proud of that. I mean, it's 100% human. So yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, the night went on, the news got worse, and Murphy, who was my shopmate, he was kind of keeping me going, like, he kind of took over Aaron's area, his forging area, and that helped me want to be at the shop, because being at the shop, it was difficult, because Aaron, you know, was never going to be there again.
0: Right, and this is your husband. Yeah, and this is my husband. Mm -hmm, Your late husband. Yep. Who passed yeah, passed away. Yep. Yep. And you shared the shop. Yeah, you, you two were were arti- artisans together as you were sharing at the beginning. Yeah. Oh yeah. We um
1: you know, we need people and we needed each other and we were different, but it it worked. It worked it worked pretty good. I just realized this as I went through my voicemail yesterday. Cause voicemail, I don't I don't check. I just let them kind of slough off, you know. Same. I was like, well, guess, yeah, right. It's voicemail. So I decided to check it and apparently at uh 7:30 on Friday night the Madison Police Department called my number because I was the emergency contact for 1804 South Park Street. But I think that's just cuz we had been there for so long. I actually I I honestly I don't know it's very much a surprise but um I left my phone in the car, you know? So and like what was I going to do anyway? Just c- cry earlier. I mean,
0: yeah. And honestly, our phones are way too much a part of our lives. So it's it's not your responsibility to have your phone on you every second. That would could happen to anyone. So it sounds like no one was hurt in the fire, but did the fire department tell you how the blaze started? I don't know officially, but I'm just going to go with lightning. Because you heard that.
1: Yeah, I heard that. I mean, I heard a bunch of different stories. You know, there was just things flying around and Honestly, I don't feel like blaming anyone, and I'm not going to know, so I choose. And if I have to choose between something, I'm just going to go with lightning.
0: This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Can you talk about what the shop looks like now?
1: yeah. I just kept going back like a, oh, like a dog whose owner had died, and you were like, "W, keep going back to I know it's so sad. But that's what it felt like.
0: It's so natural. It was your shop. It, and more than that, I'm sure,
1: yeah. It was such a a place where people could come and you walked in the door. And you, I could see my shop through other people's eyes and the, they were like, wow. And it was just it was like, oh, yeah, just remember that, you know, this is a really, uh, a really terrific, impressive place. And it's hard. I'm a Midwestern woman. I'm not allowed to say that, you know. But-
0: I do know what you mean, but I'm one of these emotional creatures. So um, you are absolutely free and allowed to say here that it, mean- it meant something to you. And it was it was it was something that. You had visions, and it was a place that you had literal vision as an art artist and um, someone creating. You know, I have to ask, what were you able to salvage much? Yeah, I mean, you were working, you know, on with metal. Did anything make it? Absolutely. I mean, reason number one
1: to work in metal: you can't, you can't mess that up. You have to mess that up intentionally. It's not going anywhere. That stuff will be a lot around longer than you and me and anybody else. And it has been around longer than you and me and anybody else. It's um it's metal, metal,
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: metal. Um, it's a reliable material. Won't let you down. So the first day that I actually showed up there, Glenn and Andreas were there. So they show up early. I show up at 11. And so when I get there, they have shovels and they have shoveled paths and they have shoveled piles. And they had shoveled the path so I could get to my bench, which was kind of in the back of the shop. And um, it's like a 20, 24,000 square foot space. And uh, what's really funny is was it's, it's small when there's no roof and no walls. It gets like shrinks. I didn't ask anyone to be there, but people showed up and they knew what to do. They just knew what to do. It's huge. There's a picture of Aaron's anvils and he had two anvils there. One of them is like a 535-pound anvil, which is the largest in Dane County, perhaps in Southern Wisconsin. It's the largest anvil in southern Wisconsin. Like I've got a duty <laughs> to be the custodian of these things.
0: And they obviously they made it through the fire because they're metal. Yeah. yeah, they were
1: forged in the fire. They were born of fire. you know You need to be a lot hotter than that to, to mess with uh, these tools. Some of the other things, you know, that had motors and cords, yeah, they did not make it. Brand new plasma cutter. Nope. Just a pile of unrecognizable rubble, basically. Man, it was so devastating. And so the fire came from the top of the building to to the floor. There were things that weren't touched. I had a dictionary. It was burned along the edges, but I opened it up. I was like, this is this is still a perfectly fine dictionary. We got um our benches, which is like just these big metal tables.
0: And you can still work work with
1: those. Yeah, my table, my table is special. It's uh it was a jail cell door. And weird. <laughs> right? But that jail cell door bench, it was just like solid plate steel, beautiful for welding on. And uh, as uh, my mentor would say, releasing the spirits of whomever had to be behind that door. Is, who was is your mentor? A uh, fellow, Tom Every, uh, Dr. Evermore.
0: I was thinking it was maybe him. Someone extremely special.
1: Yeah. I mean, I walked into his sculpture garden when I was 22. And look what happened to me. <laughs> it was like, I'm, I'm changed forever and I'm never going back.
0: Can I ask you, you know, you make art with metal and fire and heat are tools of your craft. How does that impact your thinking about all this and what happened? I still have a high opinion of fire. I mean,
1: it's, you know, when you're welding, it's a very specific heat. It's not really fire, it's more electricity. It's just, it's just this power that you have to respect.
0: Well, I've been moved by your work and, you know, especially those birds that I know, you know, that was something with Dr. Evermore. um, And he is an infamous Wisconsin artist, Dr. Evermore. He touched me uh, as well. Just just wild and wacky and amazing and huge metal sculptures. Can I ask what he was like as a teacher, a guide, a friend? Yeah, we found each other when we needed each other. Like he was just,
1: he was just super sad and I don't know if you noticed, but I'm pretty bouncy.
0: I love it. Yeah,
1: I'm. me too. Boom, boom, boom. You know, we were just running around Southern Wisconsin and he was like, he was my on the road, Mr. Rogers neighborhood. He was like, do you want to come and see something? I was like, yeah, I want to go and see a plastics factory. Let's go see uh, uh, Art Fish's brother out there and we'll go see how a uh, plastic tiling is made. Adventure. Yeah, it was adventure. He took me to Beloit Corp when they were uh, wrecking it in, in Beloit, and he's like, "See all this stainless?" And all his buddies were out there when it came to welding. He would look at me. He's like, "Don't be afraid. Just just weld it. You don't have to wait. If you mess it up, you can. You just move on. Make another weld. Add to it." He's always very additive. Like we don't pull things apart. We we add to them. And if you don't like your sculpture, like I get to the 80 percent mark and I'm always so like, oh, I've really messed this up. Oh, 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 oh no one's going to be happy. Oh, no. And that's when I know I'm at the right spot and that I just have to push through and finish
0: it. No, I heard you earlier say, you know, that you're always going to love fire and um, working with metal and you're going to continue to do the work. A friend of yours has started a GoFundMe campaign. And the coach says, help Erica, the welder, get back to welding. And already around $20,000 has been raised. Is that enough to make you whole after the fire? Or is, is there more, need, more needs? You know, it's hard. And Stacey and Rebecca are my friends
1: and they got this going. And because they know me, that I will not reach out for help. And that's why everyone's showing up at the shop. I didn't ask anybody like they they just show up because they, you know, wanted to preserve something that Aaron had left behind. And clearly I needed help. So by my account, my shop had at least one hundred thousand dollars in tools like a bridge port and a metal shear and a power hammer and all kinds of hand tools like a port band and in um, a handheld port band and sawzalls and Oh, I can't even like the materials and like there's so much. There's a lot. I also wanna be thankful for what has already been, you know, given to me. Like, you know, I would be happy with my little begging bowl, you know. Like I'm I'm just I'm just happy people care. I mean, I'm gonna make do with what I get because that is my it's my animal. That's what I do.
0: Will you make me a promise?
1: Mm, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see.
0: Good. That's a good metal metalhead answer. As as uh, a fellow Midwestern woman, you ask what you need and or you don't have to ask. And I love that there are, you have people in your life that are there and they love you and they want to help. And often people want to help, you know, and it's it's not like something that's a burn to them, but it's a gift. And you gift a lot to others.
1: You know, and uh, like allowing people to help It's easier than asking for help, for sure. But I think you're right as far as like, if there's any time in my life when I can, I should be able to
0: reach out and say, I need help. Oh, it's so hard to say. But it's a good practice. You know? Well, how about this? I, I think, honestly, I even I take back what I said. You don't have to ask anyone unless you find yourself there and you need to do it. But like more, maybe the more it's better, like to get to a space where you can receive all the love that's coming your way. And I just I feel so much care for you. I, I can't even see you right now. <laughs> but I um, uh, I feel your spirit and um. I just feel for you so much and everything that you built. And this was an incredibly difficult time. And so, but you do have a community and, and folks that care about you.
1: Acme Ironworks and uh, 1804 South Park Street and what Aaron and I built really made a space for other people to believe that this was real. You know, like we are, we were artists. Erin, what I am, artists that made a living being an artist, had a house. Like we succeeded and I'm very proud of that. And you're going to carry on. Yeah. I have to. I have to. Well, as long as I'm waking up, might as well just do what I'm good at.
0: (laughs) Weld that metal. (laughs) Weld that metal. Well, Erica, thank you so much for sharing your story and, and being vulnerable. Uh, it's it's very courageous, and I'm again I'm so sorry for what happened. And uh, we'll definitely be sharing out the link for you and the other you know folks who also lost their businesses in the fire.
1: Oh, thanks for um, asking me questions.
0: Thanks for caring about this situation. That's Erica Koivinen. Welder, artist, and owner of Acme Ironworks. If you'd like to support her and other businesses affected in the South Park Street fire, check out our show note. We'll share the links. And here's what else Madison's talking about. A change of mood on a mood-altering drug. Assembly Republicans are now apparently working on a bill to legalize medical marijuana. Assembly Speaker Robin Voss told the Associated Press that he hopes to introduce it this fall. That's after years, by the way, of Democratic bills being introduced and going nowhere. And this Thursday, April 27th, there will be a student-led Take Back the Night March on the UW campus. Marchers will start at 5.30 p.m. on Library Mall and head up to the Capitol. There will be a forum for sexual assault survivors to share their stories. They're still looking for any speakers who want to join. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoy this show, why not tell a firefighter about us? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then, be kind.